0: The pages of a book are filled with tales of great adventures, stories of everlasting love, heartbreak, and the classic whodunit. Explore them all with your host, Laura Young. Welcome to Read Astray.
1: Hello, I'm Laura Young, middle school reading teacher and avid reader in general. Welcome to Read Astray, a podcast designated to reviewing different books. In this episode, I will be reviewing The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek by Kim Michelle Richardson. Joining me today is my good friend, Amy Collins. Amy, would you say hello and let the listeners know a little about you?
0: Well, hello. This is my 21st year in the Putnam County School System. I taught reading for eight years, and I've been the librarian at Allgood Middle School for 13 years. I have been an avid reader since I was a small child, and I'm thrilled to be here with you today discussing <laughs> this book. Well, I'm thrilled you're here. <laughs>
1: So again, we're reviewing The Bookwoman of Troublesome Creek, and the title refers to the Pack Horse Library Project, which was established in 1935 and ran until 1943. It was part of President Franklin D. Roosevelt's WPA Works Progress Administration. It was an effort to create jobs for women and bring books and reading material into Appalachia, into the poorest and most isolated areas in eastern Kentucky. The librarians were known as bookwomen, though a small number of men also performed the service. They were paid $28 a month and had to provide their own mount. The author, Kim Michelle Richardson, lives in Kentucky and is the author of Liar's Bench, God Pretty in the Tobacco Field, and The Sisters of Glass Ferry. All are historical fiction and all take place in Kentucky. Richardson has also built a tiny home in the wilds of Kentucky to create a writer's or artist residency named Shy Rabbit. Shy Rabbit will provide scholarships and food stipends several times during the year to writers anywhere who seek a place to work and create. The genre of this book is historical fiction, which is one of my favorites. I mentioned that the title refers to the Pack Horse Library Project, which I knew a little about. Amy, I think you actually have an informational book in the library on the topic. Is that
0: correct? I do. And um, it's very interesting to see how these women were so um, innovative in getting reading out to the people on the mountain.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, in addition to the inclusion of the Pack Horse Library Project, this book also includes the Blue Skinned People of Kentucky, a group. I was unfamiliar with before reading this novel. There's uh, an extremely rare disease that causes the skin to be blue called methemoglobinemia, I think I'm saying it correctly. It is most commonly acquired from a heart disease or airway obstruction or taking too much of certain drugs, and it can be life-threatening. But there is another form that is congenital, and this is what the Fugate family of Kentucky had. Even with this congenital defect, most Fugates lived a long and healthy life well into their 80s and 90s. Because of their condition, they had less oxygen in their blood, making it a chocolate brown color rather than red, thus causing the skin to appear blue rather than white. The mutation is hereditary and carried in a recessive gene. There's a treatment, but it is a temporary fix with, an unpleasant, with unpleasant side effects. The Fugates of Kentucky were descendants of the French Huguenots and were possibly true blue bloods descended from European royals. However, in Kentucky, they were shunned and shamed. They suffered in isolation because of their skin color. Now, I Amy, I just mentioned I had never heard of the blueskin people and I asked several people who were who are pretty well schooled on history and they hadn't either. But when I brought it up to you, you knew all about
0: them. <laughs> I do not know why I know that. Sometimes I'm just full of useless knowledge, but I had seen or read about this group of people in Kentucky before where that it was some sort of congenital or hereditary disease, I guess you would call it, and I was fascinated by that.
1: It is a fascinating story, and I just love how um, Richardson kind of pulled all that together in this one. So the characters, there are some wonderful characters um, among Cussie's patrons, Cussie being the main character. There's shy, quiet teenager, Angeline, who's expecting her first child, and R.C., the fire watcher, who wants to study to become a forest ranger so he can marry his true love. And there's Henry, a young boy at the school that Cussie Marie travels to. He just grabbed my heart. This child is from the poorest of homes in the backwoods, but he loves a great book. Henry has nothing. He is literally dying from starvation. But he loves Cussie and her books so much that he gifts her with a pineapple lifesaver. Just so sweet.
0: Well, Henry, oh, he just breaks my heart. I'm a southern woman, so I was raised to always provide food for people. When you come in my house, you're going to hear, are you hungry? You want something to drink? Drives my brother crazy. And as a mother, I think one of the worst things in the world would be to watch your children go hungry the hopelessness of this situation with Henry hurt me to read it. It did. It, it did. And he was just such a, a
1: precious child. I mean, just waiting to see her come. You know, he had nothing, but she brought him so much hope and happiness. Yeah. Um, Cussie's closest friend is probably the Negro, as it's called in the book, Pack Horse Librarian Queenie. Um, Queenie eventually escapes this small town. Um, and becomes a librarian in Philadelphia. Cussie and Queenie experience similar prejudices, but also they provide each other support and encouragement through both good and bad times.
0: The thing about their relationship, it really hit me, Laura, as I was reading it, that they called them colored people. And it really didn't matter what color they were, blue, black, brown, and you know it doesn't matter what color your skin was to them, those people were going to have negative thoughts towards you, yes. blue, whatever it didn't matter and treat them just awful. Yes. I thought yes,
1: um also among the characters, there's the town's doctor um he he has been kind to Cussie and her family, um but he he desperately wants to get his hand on Cussie and study her blood and skin and figure out what's going on. Um, to cause them to be blue. One of my favorite characters was (laughs) Junia, who's Cussie's pack mule. Um, She is a mule, but she really serves as a prevalent character. Um, Junia doesn't much like men, um, so she often serves as a protector to Cussie, as well as getting Cussie Mary anywhere she needs to go. Um, Junia will pitch a fit, so watch out because she bites and kicks.
0: And I was glad to see her bite and kick a few. (laughs) I loved this meal. Cussie could get herself into some precarious situations. And I never worried about Cussie if Junia was around. You know, she seemed to protect Cussie. And whenever the book would remove Junia from the scene, I could always tell there was going to be some sort of danger coming. You're right. And Junia was
1: so gifted at detecting danger of any sort.
0: Yeah, she was
1: something. Well, the final character to talk about is the handsome Jackson Lovett. Uh, He's moved to the area to settle down, and he hasn't always lived in the hollers. And just as Cussie's mind has been expanded by books, even though she's never been outside Kentucky, he has both traveled and read extensively. And he treats her as a person, regardless of her skin or gender, which is not something she's used to. And they slowly develop a relationship.
0: Laura, I have to ask you at this point when you first started reading about him, did you almost get the image of Clark Gable as Rhett Butler in mind?
1: (laughs) I did. Did you? Complete with little mustache and all that. Maybe, maybe a little mustache. (laughs) Yeah, not exactly what I pictured, but definitely a handsome, handsome man. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Red Astray. I'm Laura, and with me today is Amy. Your book review host uh, from the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. Have you noticed your teeth lately? Are they the vibrant white they once were, or you wish they were? Henson Oakley on West Jackson Street in Cookville offers Zoom teeth whitening. Visit Henson Oakley Family Dentistry to see if Zoom te- teeth whitening is right for you. Again, we're reviewing the Bookwoman of Troublesome Creek. The story follows blue skinned cussy Mary Carter also referred to as bookwoman Woman and Bluette. At the start of the story, she's 19 years old. Her mother has passed. Her father works in the coal mines and is suffering from black lung. Cussie has acquired a position with the Pack Horse Project, a position she loves and feels drawn to. She has several patrons that she visits on different days of the week, some she reads to, and some she just delivers reading material. Her father, though, has decided that Cussie needs to quit the Pack Horse Project and get married. He knows that he will not live a long life and wants to be sure Cussie's taken care of, and he's promised his wife on her deathbed that he would be sure Cussie was in good hands. He feels a husband is the only way to ensure this. However, since Cussie is blue-skinned, she's considered both physically and mentally inferior. She is the last of the blueskins in her area, so marriage prospects are slim. Her father decides to offer land to anyone who will agree to marry Cussie, and at this point, many less than desirable prospects arrive to court Cussie, and eventually, much to Cussie's disagreement, her father and a man named Charles Frazier agree on a deal, Charles is much older than Cussie, and after a wedding night debacle, Charles ends up dead, and Cussie is nearly dead. After the doc and Mr. Carter return Cussie to good health, it's finally agreed that Cussie can remain on the Pack Horse Project and remain at home with her father rather than seek a husband.
0: I was so relieved. <laughs> this was a turning point in the book for me. When she went back home to her father and back to the Pack Horse Project, she was safe to me yes yeah
1: yeah that was a bad situation um, she is thrilled to return to her position and her patrons are even more thrilled they have truly missed her these people are so poor some dying of starvation but they're also starving for books and for news Um, Cussie's devoted to the people on her route and she tries to bring each one something special to read She's devoted to spreading literacy, and she's also devoted to spreading generosity and goodness. She willingly shares what little she has, medicine, food, anything she can, with those she considers even worse off than she. Cussie has the amazing ability ability to be kind, even in the face of incredible prejudice and cruelty. Um, It's almost unrealistic how kind she is, you know, but... You know people like that, and she certainly fits that mold. Yes. Um, I I loved the main character, and I loved how she read people and knew what books would be a good fit. But I was particularly fascinated by the scrapbook she put
0: together. I loved the scrapbook. In fact, those actually, this book actually used um, documented books from that period yes. those ladies actually did make these scrapbooks and i would love to see them i, I don't too. know where they are or if there's even any um anything left of them surely someone preserved them i would think so that'd be
1: a great thing to check into you know they were they were scrapbooks they were collections of recipes and advice and how-tos and old-time remedies and it reminded me of my great Relatives, great aunts and uncles, who knew how to make a pie from absolutely nothing, or how to get rid of a wart, or yes. you know.
0: <laughs> bee stings. I mean, I think this was perfect for this time because these young women were so young when they married; they had nothing to go on, and they had nothing to look at to let them know what to do. Yes,
1: yeah, that was a one of my favorite, or what one interesting part I thought. Um, well, Cussie, she really wants nothing more than to belong. And when a doc offers a pill that will temporarily turn her skin lily white, she jumps on the chance to fit in with the folks in Troublesome. That really doesn't pan out for her. But finally, she and Jackson grow closer and closer. But the jealousy and prejudice in the town ring clear. The story comes to a traumatic and dramatic end that left me a little bit spent and unsatisfied although i do believe it was a realistic and historically correct end
0: yes i agree with you on that it was very realistic and of course i love the history part to it but it left me with questions unanswered and it left me wanting more
1: i agree um but i you know i'm a fan of those books that don't give (laughs) me all the answers true true (laughs) just me personally well, I, I loved the main character. Um, I thought this was a heartwarming and at times heart-wrenching tale of racism and injustice, but also the power of books and a fierce, courageous woman determined to open up the world for others through education and knowledge. Highly recommended for those who enjoy good storytelling with a historical background. Would you give it two thumbs up, Amy? Oh, definitely. Yeah, Definitely. Well, I'm so glad you joined me today, Amy, for reviewing this book. I hope we can do it again.
0: I do, too. I'm so excited you asked me, and I look forward to it again.
1: Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. I'm always open for book recommendations or ideas, as well as any format suggestions or recommendations. You can access me through social media. Tune in again next time for another book review. Until then, happy reading.
0: You've been listening to Red Astray. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.